like Jay Z had a ghostwriter. I remember I told somebody from Brooklyn that Jay Z had a ghostwriter, and he almost hit me. He does like Jay writes his own raps. I was like, nigga, like really? You think Jay Z at his old age now is with a notebook and with be- with B with Beyonce talking about hold on, baby, I gotta find out what rhymes with uh, calamari? <laughs> no, someone is writing it for him and sending him a beat. Come on, let's be honest. Let me see how to do it. Check. Yo, I spit that other shit. That's a nice motherfucker shit. Fed time following me around. He covers shit, nigga. You bear money. I'm all year money. I'm popping. You ain't got to count it. It's all live money. I never change money because niggas got strange money. Knocked up, marked up, fucked up in the game money. I got bail money. Double XL money. You got flash now, but time will reveal money. I spit the hottest shit. You need it, I got it shit. That downside master P about it, bad it shit. I got blood money, straight up thug money. John Wall is a Houston Rocket. And not only is he a Houston Rocket, but the Houston Rockets are paying him over $40 million to not play this year because he said he does not want to play for a rebuilding team. You're allowed to do that? Well, I mean, apparently, but. I, I mean, you got to think about it like this, right? And you got to think about it from the scope of this. This isn't little business. This is billion-dollar organizations. If you have an employee that doesn't want to work and you have a young nucleus, you'd rather them just sit out and be like a little mentor. Like they were saying, like Ben Simmons not playing, right? Ben Simmons is getting the bejesus fined out of him, right? Ben Simmons don't give a motherfuck, right? Just like... uh. Just like uh, John Wall right now. He's not getting fined. They're literally just like, we don't want you to play. We want to trade you, but we can't find anyone to trade you for. No one wants you, and you don't want to be here. So the solution is for you to sit around and do nothing. Is he good still? John Wall? Yeah. And when I say good, good meaning like top 10. Because so at one point he was... Top 10 what? A point guard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. In the league right now. No. And I and yeah, bangs with John Wall, but you got to realize that man lost like two and a half, three seasons to various knee Achilles injuries. At one point, though, there was a he, mean, he was there. John, look, John Wall's that guy, but John Wall has never learned how to shoot, so he can't he can't space the floor, right? John Wall's a guy <clears> that relies on his athleticism and just his pure ability that he's faster and more springier than everyone on the floor, and that just isn't true anymore. And for him to get his points. He has to really focus on himself. And if you think about it, right, let's just say you're the Lakers and you get John Wall, right? John Wall can't space the floor for LeBron. John Wall needs the ball in his hand. Yo, if anyone's enjoyed retirement, it's Dwayne Wade. That man went and got him Gabriel Union, and now he's just chilling. He had Gabriel Union before fits. they were, before yeah. he retired. Yeah, but, uh, did he? Yeah. Ah, uh, he did, he did. Yeah. Nah, he's really, he's really living life, man. Yep, isn't his son's? But oh, Jesus! Yeah, that was insane. Jesus Christ! Wasn't his? Uh, isn't his spun? His spun? His son's supposed to go into the draft this year. Who? Zaire. Ah, uh, he could, but his son's not that, as good as he is. His son's in the G League. Um. Oh, so he's already been drafted. No. What's you the G just, League again? You can go to the G League straight from high school. Oh, can you? Yeah, they want you. They can sign you. Oh, I didn't know that. The NBA has changed their rules a lot. So now it just allows, like, for instance, the, the number two pick in last year's draft, uh, Jalen Green, he played, like, a developmental league, and then he was eligible for the draft. So you can do it like that. But it basically lets NBA scouts see you against, you know, close oh, to shit. NBA talent rather than going to college. I knew the NBA minor leagues were different. I didn't know it was different like that. Yeah, bro. Like, like I mean, like, for, well, I'm thinking baseball, like, the club signs you, and you go to the minor leagues for them. This is like, you can go, the, the, but the G League isn't a minor league for one team. It's the it, minor league for the entire yes, NBA. Yes. That's what I keep forgetting. Yeah. Uh, baseball, the way baseball does stuff is necessary, though, because of the disparity in talent. But, like, the thing about NBA that's so tough is that it's like they only take 60 players in the draft. Like, they're, not ta- they're only taking the best. Like, imagine if the MLB draft was just the 60 best guys. Tough. Every year tough film saying it'd be like yo like oh my god you know what i'm saying like 60 players and like you're instantly going to the league like you can't do that in baseball like imagine if jack Leiter, right he was like with the number five number four pick last year you think he could go into the league and and cook cook up right away that's what i haven't slated as i think i think he needed at least one or two years no i'm lying no i'm lying 
I think Jack Leiter was uh, polished. I think if you bring him into the league right away, he might get titted a little bit. But I think it'd be, I think it'd be okay. But that, but that's what I'm saying. Like I, for instance, right? Like what is Jalen Green averaging right now? Celtics, right? No. But that was not. Who am I thinking no, of? Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. Yeah, Jalen Green is on the Houston Rockets. The Rockets. Yeah, <laughs> he's swaggy as fuck. Let's see, Jalen Green. Damn, I really need to tighten my Jaylen basketball Green, knowledge. Jalen Green was born in 2002. Oh, boy. He's 19. He's averaging 14 points and three rebounds. So, basically about what you would expect. He's shooting 29% from three, 83% from free throw, and 38% field goal percentage. So, he's kind of stinking it up. Let's be fair. He's kind of stinking it up. But he's also 19, holding his own in the league, you know? But this is the thing, like... Let's be honest here. MLB teams are not that patient. Like, imagine if your team draft... Like, let's say the Yankees draft Jack Light and he's getting his shit rocked. Feel me? At some point, someone's going to be like, yo, he's got he's to gotta go somewhere and develop. Facts. Facts. Especially when you have, uh, you know, 70 million. Damn, Embiid. 42 and 14 again? Damn. Yeah, especially when you have a shit ton of other kids that are in your system already, draft eligible... International draft eligible, Rule Five draft eligible, compensation pick eligible, like Major League Baseball has just an influx of ways to get players, <clears throat> and the rosters are so much bigger too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you NBA have NBA roster is really only like ten to twelve players. Ten players play, maybe twelve max if it's a blowout. But like, really, do only the eight to ten players play? Every do game. the does the NBA have like a? Do you know how like MLB has like a forty man and a twenty five man, or like forty man active? No, I think it's fifteen active, and then uh, they have like a G League team that they can bring. They can sign guys with two way <clears> contracts. Oh, so they don't have like, like nah. I'm saying, they don't like the MLB has the forty man and then the twenty five man. Uh oh. Oh shit. Yeah, I I mean I would figure you do because it's a smaller number of players, so you therefore you could. No, you just sign. Like I said, you just sign guys to two way contracts uh, with the G League. So you got a guy where you could bring him up, where you sign a guy to a ten day contract. That's what all these guys were on earlier when COVID was ravaging the NBA. Hmm. Interesting. But um, what were you saying? About what? Uh, the first part of the uh, the Jack Lighter. Jack Leiter oh, yeah, thing. Like, um, like Jack Leiter. Yeah, they got him. They got him slated to come up twenty twenty three. Yo, I, that was that's recent. That's like lat, like three days ago. Me checking. I mean, that's just because the Rangers are rebuilding. This is what I'm saying, though. You know, like Rangers have him slotted in to go now. We are win now. No, they're not win now. Win tomorrow. Okay, but very close. Very close. Is what I'm saying. I don't, I don't think they're close at all. To be frank, but I love it because instead of just saying, "Oh, we'll wait till like more guys like develop in the minors," they were like, "We have all this cap space at a new baseball park. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we sign two of the best shortstops on the market, and then just kind of figure everything else?" Well, well, well okay. So they they signed Simeon and uh, Seager and Seager, right? So Simeon and Seager with the, t- the Rangers now. John Gray, right? And don't get me wrong, John John Gray's good, right? I don't think he's he's ace material. No. He's a good right? I think he's a very good three, solid yes. two. Right. You have John Gray, right? For right now, holding down the 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 rotation, right? So yes. you slot him number one right. Whatever. Yes. Right. Jack Ladder coming up. Cole Wynn coming up. Right? And they have a uh they have a catching prospect, I think, in their top ten. Cole Wynn slotted to come up this year. Jack Ladder in twenty twenty three, right? So you have John Gray, Jack Leiter, Colwyn, right? Those three right there, Maybe. right? You got Maybe. just like you just said, they signed the two biggest infield, two of the biggest infielders on the market this year, right? Yeah. Like the Rangers are in a now mode because they've got the pieces to be in a now mode. I see. I disagree with that. I think it's more like when the Nationals signed Jason Worth, which is like no Jason Worth. It's like now we're not in win now mode, but it's like we're turning this shit around, like. Us being in the doldrums and just kind of being the bottom lickers and just picking up whoever and hoping they hit, that time is over. Like, I thought they would have been a really good fit for Corey Seager's brother, Kyle Seager. Retired, though. Yeah. You know, first base, DH, etc. So, like, 
I don't know. I think it's different in baseball than other sports because in baseball, it like it's a 25-man roster. You need 25 really good players. That's much different. In basketball, you need seven or eight. In baseball, it's like, do you have 25 guys that you can trust and can do their job and cannot murder each other in the clubhouse because they have the longest season in American sports? Josh Jung. I'm sorry. Third baseman, not catcher. Yes. But see, this is the thing you got to think of, right? They got uh, Kiner Falefa at third base, Gold Glover, right? Then they got Seager and Simeon up the middle, whoever plays wherever. And then they have no first baseman. They got a bunch of guys they could try out. And then they got a bunch of, like, you know, like, the way I see it is this. Like, the Rangers are ready to turn that corner. It's going to be interesting to see how they do it and what they do. I'm excited for their prospects, too. That guy Cole Wynn, real deal. He's nasty. And you know what's so crazy about him is that you can't see the ball. Yeah, because he hides it real well. Can't see it. He spins the fuck out of it. Bro, you can't see, and he's throwing 97, right? Is he? Yeah. He's 95. uh, He's 94 to 95, top 97, right? And that's now, right? Jack Leiter, already polished. You know what he's got. You saw him in the World Series last year. Regardless of if... College World Series. College World Series. Regardless of if they overused him and he was tired, he's fucking junior in college. Let him rock, right? You get tired after a while. Yeah. He's nasty. <laughs> He's nasty. He's nasty, yo. Nasty. I'm sad. Look, yo, I know how the Rangers are going to do it. I just can't to see. I can't wait to see if it pans out that way. You know, because I think the Rangers are can be nasty. And I'd love to see the Rangers like the 2015 Rangers again. I don't. You know what it is? You know why I'm so attached to the Rangers? I'm literally just having... I have uh, my first Little League team that I ever played for was the Texas Rangers. Oh, were they? Yeah. Love that. So uh, they always held a special place in my heart. Had the same exact jerseys and everything. Mine was the Rockies. Oh, were they? Nice. We fucked the Rockies up that year. (laughs) That's mad footy. But yeah, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see it panning out because you can never know. We wish no harm on any prospect. You just never know. I, I know. I just... <sighs> I've, I used to get excited about prospects. <clears throat> now it takes a special guy. Like Hunter Green I get excited about. Yeah, uh, King of Juco just caught him the other day. Yeah. But like everyone else, like I just don't get as excited because baseball is so fucking hard. Like it's, it's, it's not easy for the average person to say that because they make it look easy on TV. It's like, please, go to a batting cage and just see... Stand it in like 75, 80 miles per hour and then move up closer to the machine. Like that's the ability to, to make a decision that quickly is amazing. You know what I'm saying? And I was just like, me, I'm just like, these dudes killing the miners and then they get called up in their mid. And it's like seeing that it's seeing the way that seasoned baseball guys talk about them. That's when I like, I get muted. Like, for instance, like I'll read like a like a fan graphs, which is a baseball article, baseball uh, blog, and they'll they'll have like one of the guys that worked in like the Astros uh, front office recently. They'll have him like answering chat questions or another prospect guy, and it'll be a guy that just hit like three twenty somewhere, raking, and he'll be like, "It'll be good utility guy with the bench," and you're like, "What?" And it's just like, yeah, it's like as good as you are on the minors, like bro, is do your tools play here, like. Yeah. I forgot who it was I was looking at the other day. I think Ozzy Albies never hit over 20 home runs in the minors, but he hit 30 in the bigs. You know, and there's so, and there's another guy that never hit. Robinson Cano never hit over 20 home runs in the minors. Never slugged over like 550 in the minors. He has over 300 as a big leaguer. You get what I'm saying? So it's like one of the sweetest swings known to man. Easily, easily, it's either Cano. Or Pujols that I could watch every single at bat of their career. Like I used to watch Yankee games just to watch Cano play. Felt, just to watch Cano play. Like I would just be like, yeah, like if they could just put a camera on second base because this dude is not only swaggy as fuck, but it's like he's gonna go, and he's gonna smoke a ball, and he's gonna just leave the box. Like yeah, I'm that guy. Like he used to smoke balls into the left center gap at Yankee Stadium, and it would look like he's like not even leaving the box. It'd just be like walking out. And I'm like, yeah, yo, bro. like, he it's, hit that shit so fucking hard. He's about to just jo- And you would see the camera pan to him cruising into second base. Cruising. He, bro, even when he, uh, quote-unquote, turned it up, 
it it looked like <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. It looked like a kid just giving you a little extra because you yelled at him. Yes. Not really giving you all of it, just giving you a little extra to shut you up. That's what it looks like when yes. he turns it up. I've never seen Kano like busted. Like I don't even know what Kano looks. I don't even know if Kano has that gear. I've seen him do it. It's when, it's when he hurt his hamstring. It's when that, even it's when, when he was with the Yankees, he was yeah. never doing that. Bro, it was like it's just like you don't need to do that. I love when everyone's like, "Oh, Cano's so lazy; he doesn't run out of the nah, box." I it's never like, thought that. I just thought no, he was no, so no. smooth. It was New York Post guys. Oh, right? New, New York, York Post is bullshit. And the New York Post is a trash can of a newspaper run by very biased Republican men. You know what I'm saying? So nothing in there is a real take. However, uh, it doesn't matter. The dude's hitting 300, winning a Gold Glove. I don't yeah, give a exactly. shit if he runs out the box. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like he can do whatever keeps him on the field. For 162 games. Like, I remember uh, someone got on Bryce Harper about not running out the box. And yeah, him and like, Papelbon fought about it. Yeah, it's like, what? You know what I'm saying? Like, stay in your fucking lane, Papelbon. Like, yeah. you're a fucking reliever. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, washed one at that point, too. Yeah, it's Actually, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not even going to lie. What, Papelbon made, like, two All-Star games? One All-Star game? Yeah, no, he was washed at that point with the Phillies. That's what I'm washed. saying. I but was it's like, like, who the fuck are you to yell at fucking Bryce Harper? This isn't fucking college baseball where you have to bust it out the box. This man is getting paid many millions. Yeah, exactly. Many millions. Watch your fucking mouth. Feel me? I was I was watching that fight, and I'm like, man, I wish somebody would have jumped his ass. Because I'd have been like, yo, like, who, stay in your fucking lane, dog. You, you are that wasn't you all, are That a also reliever. wasn't the way to do it. My God. You are a reliever. That also wasn't the way to do it, either. Yeah, you're not David Goggins. <laughs> None of us are, <laughs> frankly. Freak of nature. Yeah. Freak of nature. Nature freak. Um, what do you think? Like, I don't even know how to, how to, uh, what do you call it? Quantify the thoughts and or actions needed to reach that, that level of just like not giving a fuckery. What do you mean? Of Goggins? Bro, yeah. Like him running the Badwater 100. Yeah. Like, without any prior training. Like, he actually said in the book, like, I went into it, and then they told me I needed to qualify by doing other marathons. Yeah, that's when that guy was just fucking with him. Yeah. see how far he could push him. Exactly. Like, I don't think he was fucking with him. I think that guy was like, I seen plenty of people like you. Now, you either going to bring me what I need, or just leave me alone, because I don't have time for this. Because I get 18 million of you guys a day. Bro, Goggins is a, is a specimen because I literally was listening to that book like, I don't give a fuck what this is for. I ain't I ain't with none of this. You feel me? <laughs> Straight up. Like, I'm one of those people where it's like, oh, Evan, you got to do all this crazy shit for me to get your respect. And it's like, fuck you. I don't need your motherfucking respect. I don't need your kudos. I don't even bang with you like that, to be honest with you. Like, me and Goggins are built differently. Because, like, Goggins will tell somebody, fuck you, and then do exactly what they told him to do. But do it so well that they have to give him respect. Me... I tell you, go suck your mother and never speak to you again. I de- I'm dead ass like that. Like I don't, I'm not even finna go back and forth with you. Like if I stop fucking with you, bro, it's over. That's it. Feel me? Yeah. I mean, that's that's really it. Like if I lose my respect for you, it's over, bro. Like we can have conversations and shit, but it's just not gonna go nowhere. It's gonna be very surface level. Yeah, he was like, he was just like a. I don't know if he was like, I wanted to do it to get their respect. I think it was more like I'm gonna do it and do it so well that you have nothing to say to me after. Yeah. I think that was his thing. That's what I'm saying. He, right. He would be some shit be like, Goggins, you could never build a spaceship. And then he'd build a spaceship, race it around the world, and then come back to them and be like, suck on it. And this is just, what I'm saying. Yeah, it, I fuck with that. I look I don't know if I'm built like that. I know I'm not built but like I that. But I fuck with that. I used to think I was built like that. But then I used to <laughs> then I used to realize like you put all this energy into doing something to prove somebody else wrong when you could have put that energy into doing something that you wanted to do or constructing, you know, what you wanted to construct, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's just like, it always feels like wasted energy to me. That's all. That, that's that's my whole thing. Like, well, trust me. Like, we need people like David Guy. I was we need, say. we need motherfuckers that's gonna be like, you can't do this, and they're gonna do it anyway. I'm just, I'm just not one of them. I'm well, he of also them. had like, I'm not gonna say he had nothing when he was a kid, but in terms of like, parental support, all he had was his mom because his dad was a shit sack. Yeah. And like his dad would like treat his mom bad. So I yeah, guess fuck like that dude. Yeah. So like that stems from a place that we can't imagine because we didn't grow up like that. No. So we're not built like that because we didn't have those buttons pressed as a kid and we didn't have that path paved. Yes. You know, so like I get it. Yeah, we're not built like that. 
No, that's a, that's a traumatic experience that, yeah. he's, that he's using to fuel him. That's is what his, I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. In all these endeavors. Like, it's literally him going back to, like, reaching back to that history to be like, yeah, not going back there. Like, nobody's going to sit here and tell me I can't do some shit. Fuck out of here. You know, I remember I, I watched his, uh, one of his, like, uh, daily motivational videos the other day, just scrolled upon it. Yeah. <laughs> he was running, right? Usually always just fucking running or working out while he's giving the video, right? He goes, you know, this morning, you know, my brain told me no, but you're going to have to do stuff that you don't want to do. You have to tell your brain yes, whatever, whatever. And then he goes, um, he goes, so I recorded myself. And then when I played it back, I realized how much of a bitch I sounded like. <laughs> and I didn't want to sound like that. So I just got up and did what I did. Yeah. And he's like, you should record yourself and play it back. And when you sound like a bitch, you understand what I'm talking about. I'm like, he's not wrong. Like, it's either you're going to play it back, listen to it and say, I sound like a bitch, got to correct it. Or just say, you know what? I feel like that right now. I'm good. <laughs> Deadass what it is, man. Awesome shit. Like, what yeah. does it take for him? It took everything to complete marathons, to do Navy SEAL training. Like, that stuff is hard. So it took a lot for him to do that, right? Like, what does it take in your life to do whatever you want to do, right? I think that's, like, the the entirety of the message he preaches, along with some crazy, like, just just be a motherfucker to life. Tell life to go fuck itself when you want to do something. He needs that. You know? This is what I'm saying. That's his, like, go mode. That's his trigger. Life has been fucking me my whole life. I was 300 pounds. I wanted to do something positive, go into the Navy. Well, life ain't do that. He did that. Okay, but what I'm saying. I, life, I know what you're saying. I'm just saying. Like, life ain't making His life pounds. did that, right? This is what I'm saying, though. But his life did that, right? And he was like, this life, I don't want this life. I want a different life. So I'm going to tell this life to go fuck itself, and then I'm going to live me a life I want to live. Right? So that's that's how his trauma really shaped him. Into David motherfucking Goggins. Into the man you can't hurt. Because Can't Hurt Me is a fire title for a book. Yes. Yes, it is. Heat. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But since we're on the topic of trauma. Trauma. Talk to me more about this uh, this little thing you slid onto this little agenda that I'm looking <laughs> this at. This little right agenda now. here, boy. Because I'm, I'm seeing things. I'm seeing things next to bullet points. I don't really know where we're going with these bullet points. <laughs> so I would like I would like you to tell me about these. You were the vaguest man in the history of the world. I see things next to bullet points, and I'm not really sure. They hurt me the first time. They what you mean by these things next much. to the bullet points? Um. So yeah, I just heard a. Uh, I was listening to, I think it was a, po- a snippet of a podcast, um, and they were talking about uh, men and their various ways of hurting women, mm-hmm. and um, I thought it was just going to be another one of those regular ass, you know, podcasts where they talk about just men being shit sacks, and uh, someone chimed in with the whole, it takes a lot for men to uh to work out and do the uh do the things we as women need um and it's not because they don't want to it's because of the stuff that's uh that they've gone through in their past right and it's not a it's not a matter of like oh some girl hurt you so get over it because not every girl's like that because i believe in that like what just because one girl hurt you doesn't mean everybody every girl's like that just because one guy hurt you True. doesn't mean every guy's like that like that's the stupidest fucking like when i hear that before at like 17 i'd have been like i don't okay whatever like sure <laughs> right like i'd have just agreed just because that was the that was the theme back then right you didn't know enough women or men at that point to say that right you still don't we seven eight years later you still don't Damn, that's a bitch. Right? Really, eight years from like eighteen. From seventeen, bro. Shit's crazy. Actually, what nine, because this year's uh, birthdays this year. Turning eighteen. Damn. That's what I'm saying. Thought it was a huge deal. It was. Still is. Um, but yeah. So that's the stupidest notion. But it was more like a, you know, there are deeper things that, like, people do to each other that you don't really know about until you get into another relationship slash situationship whatever, and you expect a certain like reaction or a certain uh uh response 
to something you did or they do and you don't get it and you react in a completely like absurd way like it it you don't even know how to react therefore you react in a way that's like like it hurts you or it hurts them or both okay so what you know? do you mean experiences as lovers do you mean just like sexually or do you mean both like in a relationship both both right like if you if you get about it that way yeah bro if you get into a relationship right and you have somebody who was let's just say like a rape victim jason kids from the bay i didn't know that like a like a rape victim yeah right and you get into a relationship and you know that certain areas trigger that person right and let's just say you guys break up whatever whatever You've been trained in a way, and this is just a super simple example, but you've been trained in a way that those areas trigger her, so now they trigger you, right? Because now you, you're you in it with this girl, these areas trigger a certain section of hurt for her, now these areas trigger a certain section of sympathy, empathy, slash hurt, slash complete, like, non, un, not, non, uh, what do you call it, um... Just a not a complete understanding of the situation, right? Yeah, you yeah, you, you didn't you weren't there for that, right? You just know what she's told you. But to that, you still can't fathom how that works in her brain now. You don't know how it's rewired her brain, just as what she's told you. Right? You don't know what that feels like. So now you get with somebody else, right? And now it becomes complicated. Cause those things stick, right? And let's just say you were that victim. Right? You went out with somebody who understood how shit should go when you're in the bedroom because of your traumatic experiences. Now you're with somebody new who doesn't understand that, right? Now you get triggered. Now you dig yourself into a deeper hole. Now for the next fucking relationship, you got to you gotta get dug out even more. Not everybody, and you know what? I'm So give me an example because, like, I've never thought of traumatic experience shaping me as, like, in the bedroom, but maybe maybe that's something I got to think about, honestly. Yeah, and like I said, not – um, I should clarify. When I say traumatic – I don't mean like something that's uh, like completely like an atrocity. Yeah. I just mean something that have, in life, yeah. that's changed you, right? Like know. I've never I've never thought about it from that. That's very interesting. I would very much. I don't know. I feel like I have to go to a therapist to figure that out. Yeah, like like I said, you know what I'm saying. As much as this is therapy, I mean, it would just have to be. You'd have to you'd have to have somebody to unlock those somebody doors. Somebody with you. that education. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. could actually say something, you know, because I really don't. I don't, because I don't, I would need an example of something, like, I don't know, like, if someone on the school bus uh, slaps you when you were walking down the aisle one day, and some girl you liked laughed at you, so now, when you're fucking, if you get slapped, you go soft. Yeah. It'd have to be some shit like that, and I'd be like, oh my god. <laughs> That's, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know about that, but okay, so like, for example, right, like, if you started, if you started uh, masturbating. Right at a super young age. What's young? Seven, eight. Right, you started masturbating at a super young age because you saw girls doing the same thing or guys doing the same thing. Right, you saw that and you're like, oh, okay, like I'm a guy, like I should do that. Yeah. Right, or I'm a girl. Uh, you're a girl. You should do that. Right, girls and guys, whatever. Right, like now in this age, right, like masturbation has. Both both on the spectrum. Take it over your life or you're just appalled by it. Because you've done it so much and it's like seriously like, oh, this shit is not cool. Like on some serious like post nut clarity all the time. You know, because you've definitely you've definitely masturbated and then you're done and you're like, Why the fuck did I do that? Yeah, I don't I don't know. Like younger me was different, but like now I'm not really a porn guy. Like I actually had like a woman asked me that, like, "Oh, you like do you watch porn? I feel like you would watch porn." I was just like, "Not really. Like, it just it don't really do much for me anymore." Yeah, you know, it's just you know, I'd just rather have real sex. You know, and now I know everyone else is not a in that position to just have sex whenever they feel like it, or the porn industry would just be yeah. gone. But uh, the porn, yes, yeah, I just it's just, you know, it's not hit. It don't hit the same. You know, like that's that's pretty much what I could say about that. But I see what you're saying though, because a lot of our of like newfound expectations in the bedroom or sexual fetishes i feel like come from porn you know uh i just feel like if everyone's watching things be done a certain way we get turned on to a certain way like 
I don't know if BBLs came from porn because I feel like BBLs is just kind of like go in and out of style. Because I remember when I was younger, women were getting BBLs a lot, like in the early to mid two thousands. BBLs were hot. I was gonna say, wasn't like Lil Kim the first? Uh, she got her whole body done. That's what I'm saying. Which wasn't she no like sense, a? Cause she was already hot. I was. <laughs> I was literally gonna say Lil Kim was a baddie. Yeah. To begin I didn't, with, I didn't understand that. At but all. I think. Um, just in terms of the the BBL thing, like women changing their body type of thing. She was not the first. She wasn't the first, she, but she I think very... she was a big pioneer to do that. Because she was, cause wasn't she like the like one of the first women to start real like rapping with the with the maybe the maybe the, from like the, the vulgarity and like all that shit. Like wasn't she one of the first? I don't remember was, anybody before of, her. She was one of the pioneers. That was big. Yeah, as big as that. Lil Kim. You you could say that. Feel me? Like when you talk. When you talk about rappers back then, Lil Kim's got to be mentioned. Yeah, from a woman's perspective, then yes. You know, Biggie wrote all her shit, though. So it's like, as much as it's from a woman's perspective, it's just also like, Biggie was writing this nasty-ass shit she was saying. But she w- she said all that shit with some conviction. No, look, people write for pe- other people all the time. I'm not one of those people that goes like, oh, they have a ghostwriter. I'm just bringing up the point. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I don't personally care too much. Like, people are like, oh, Drake has a ghostwriter. Like, okay, and... Like, Jay-Z had a ghostwriter. I remember I told somebody from Brooklyn that Jay-Z had a ghostwriter, and he almost hit me. He does, like, Jay writes his own raps. I was like, nigga, like, really? You think Jay-Z, at his old age now, is with a notebook in, with be, with, be, with Beyonce? Talking about, hold on, baby. I got to find out what rhymes with uh, Calamari. <laughs> no. Someone is writing it for him and sending him a beat. Come on. Let's be honest here. Um, I, I would agree with that, but BB. So yeah, we could say Lil Kim is definitely a pioneer of women's hip hop and female body, and not dysmorphia, but maybe just body enhancement. But it's it just felt like one of those things where it's like, for instance, in that era of music, like women were just getting crazy bodies and like their tits done and shit. Like remember Pamela Anderson, you know, like that was commonplace. I feel like it phased out a little bit, and then the Kardashians. They were like the only ones that really started like going crazy with it again, and then it caught hold again because uh, the people from our generation, frankly, just got old enough to get BBLs. I mean, I know, and you know, several women that have gotten, if not a lot of the body done, totally the the body done, and like, good for them, like good for you. I didn't, I didn't pay for it. I have nothing to say here, right? But. At the same time, how much of that is influenced from, like, porn and stuff? How much of that is influenced from the fact that some of the porn they might have watched, the woman's body is absurd. The proportions are crazy. They're just not realistic. You get what I'm saying? Like, women are just not built like them. Mm -hmm. And not even just porn. Like, think about... Think about, like, you having sex with your, your past girlfriend, right? And her... Like, always, like, maybe not always, but her talking about, like, oh, like, wish you had a bigger dick. Or, like, wish you did this type of shit, right? Or her even, you know what? I'm saying, like, go, or go. even her having, like, a like a conversation with you about, like, oh, like, you know, you don't, you don't please me like this. Or, like, maybe you could try something different, blah, blah, blah. Like, having those conversations, like, could go one or two ways. You know, like, it could go really well and your partner could understand you. Or it could go really badly and relationship could dissolve, right? Yes. Or it could just be like a like the relationship dissolving and then you go to your next partner and all of a sudden all these expectations are there. Right? So now you have you've got these expectations in your head thinking this next woman, and who knows if she's like that or not, but you already ha- you already have it set this next woman needs this stuff. Right? Uh, I get what you're saying. You know what? I do remember, like, having sex, like, I remember, like, I guess it's almost 10 years ago, right? And I just remember thinking, like, after, like, having sex, just like, damn, this wasn't, like, porn at all. I remember that thought vividly, because I really was, like, I was, like, 16, 17, I'm just, like, shit is lit, finna fuck, and then afterwards, I was, like, damn, like. That was cool. That's not how I thought that was gonna happen. I thought that was gonna be way cooler. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because porn is crazy. To be angles, moaning, crazy shit. Like, it's just like, it's like a whole fucking, like, experience. And it was just like, it was like, the sex was good, you know what I'm saying? But it was just like, it wasn't like porn. So it really made me like, damn, this shit is different. Yep. 
Um, and like I said, that's this is what I'm saying. Like tr- the tr- experiences you have, like as a as a younger person, or even now, like those experiences in the bedroom, right? Like shape you for other bedrooms, right? Because as much as Absolutely. you want to think that, like, Absolutely. you are molded. You're not going to get phased, and you're just going to, you know, because we always say, we always joke around, like, listen, she going to get what I got. Like, I can't give her more than what I have. Oh, no, nah, she for sure going to get what's in the tank that day. You see, this is what I'm saying. The like, tank has a capacity. And I'm gonna, look, at, at one point, bro, I can guarantee you were not like that. At one point, you were like, I'm going to give her it all. I mean, yeah, I would think that, and then I would give her whatever's in the tank. Correct. Now I'm old, now I'm old enough to know that, look, man. If Correct. This is, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's almost like fucking sports it's but this is like, what i'm it's saying it's like look if i got 90 pitches in my arm today i got 90 pitches and if i got 19 that's also gonna have to work today but now your consciousness is in it as well right now your subconscious is in it as well back then it was like i got 15 percent today but i'm gonna push it i'm gonna give you 70 you know and when you got you there you gave her 11 i was gonna say right you, you not only lied to her you gave her less than you thought you exactly you went in too high <laughs> exactly use the four percent by just talking yes you know? Correct. And, like, those experiences, I feel, shape you. Like, they take you out of your, like, n- like natural self and turn you into something you ha- you think you got to be. And the more you, like, get denied or get accepted into, like, things that you think you got to be, the more you either, like, fall to one end of the spectrum. Because, like, you do that for a while and then you get somebody... And you keep getting people that accept you, right? And then all of a sudden you get that one person that doesn't, you're dropping off a cliff, right? Wow. Now you got to relearn, yeah. right? But then the other on the spectrum, you get people that don't accept you three, four, five times in a row, right? You get somebody that finally accepts you and you fuck it up because you don't know how to get there. You know what you got to think about too? You really got to think to yourself... Because I've had this experience. Like, you go from one partner. That's, like, they're decent in bed. But then I, like, next level shit. And then you go on to, like, another woman. Like, another partner. And then they, like, they on some new shit. They on some, like, freaky shit. They on some, like, been doing this. Know what's going on. Then it's, like, you know what I'm saying? Then you get changed. Yeah. You feel me? Because, like, everyone has sex. Right, but everybody don't have the same kind of sex. Nope. And I know for myself, there was definitely a time in my life where I encountered a woman and she just took me to another level because she was nasty, disgusting. Just gonna give a quick shout out to those women in both of our lives. Yeah, she was different. She was real different, and she was not afraid to like tell you exactly what was about to happen. Yeah. It was cr- it was crazy. Those were good times. Those were good times. Shout out to her and her baby, though. Not mine. Yeah. <laughs> yes. My uh, my imagination was not that wide before. <laughs> so now we're here. But yeah, like those things, those things also shape you because now you get, now you get in tune, right? And when you first get in tune, now you think, oh, there's this whole world that I've been fucking, uh, uh, missing, and now you start thinking, well, who am I going to encounter, or when I encounter that person, and you're with that person, right, like, is this something they're into too, right, is this something I can do, right, and I think eventually, hopefully, in my experiences, we've got, me and my partners have gotten to the point where we can, like, comfortably talk about what we're both into so when we go into that situation it's not like oh shit like mood turn off because i didn't know you weren't like that you know it's a beforehand conversation it's a comfortable like adult mature conversation and now when we do have sex you can expect everything or everything in terms of like whatever you guys talked about and you can have a great time because now all the chips are on the table. Let's have a great time. You know? So never, it's like that, man. Never thought about it like that. Like I said, traumatic. Good topic. Traumatic didn't mean atrocities. Traumatic just meant stuff you had to learn, stuff you had to experience. 
uh, stuff you didn't experience that hit you in the face. Um, and yeah, just, you know, kind of like everybody that you've been with shaping you in different ways for the good or the bad. But yeah, felt felt okay. Yeah, we definitely definitely going to have to tap in with the XYXX girls about that topic. I like that. It's very interesting. So now I want to talk about a question that fucked me up today that was posed to me. Here we go. And it's basically what is stronger? Presence or absence? And this is in regards to your presence or absence in someone else's life. Whether it be physical, emotional, spiritual, social media, whatever. What is more powerful? And that really made me think. Because it's like, some people have really powerful presences. And it's like, they can really dominate a room, a conversation, an uh, encounter. But it's also like, as much as presence... And someone's presence can do that. So could their absence, you know? Like, sometimes you don't realize what somebody meant to you or meant to the situation or the moment or the group until they're not there anymore. You know what I'm saying? We didn't know how much we missed Obama until we didn't have him no more. Feel me? Everybody's like, you know, we took it for granted that we had a well-dressed president that could give you 20 on the court and could also go and handle his shit in front of the media. And then we had Trump just going around and entertaining us, you know, but also just going crazy. You know what I'm saying? And saying whatever. Like, we didn't realize how good we had it. And, yeah, that's not necessarily the first example that other people would use or I would use. But it's the one I did. Because I looked at the Obama poster in my room. Okay. Um. Yeah, I guess it really depends on... Uh... I guess it really depends on like I guess the uh the people around you. I think that's an external type of thing cuz the the presence right like they always talk about uh you can't talk about success in front of certain people cuz they always think it's a <laughs> yeah, it's a shot against them. Yeah. Like that's Which is where real weirdo behavior by the way. I know that we've we've said this before but like I just couldn't, like, if someone's talking about getting money or doing something else around me, I'm, like, listening, trying to learn some shit. I don't really, like, I don't take it personal, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's always going to be someone doing better than you, even if they're lying. Feel me? People will lie about anything. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, no, I just think, uh, like, that external thing is more like, okay, if you have people that don't fuck with you talking about success and, you know, these big-ass goals you have for yourself, like, that, uh... That presence for them is going to be, is going to be, how should I say this? Is going to be like, like a negative thing for them. You know, like that presence is always going to be like, I'm, 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 I can't, I'm not there. Like he's always, he's bigger, right? Which is why they have that negative, but personally, the way I think about it is people who think like that always have that like oh this person's better yeah that's that's just personal right that's the way i think about it this person's better and i don't want to admit that so i'm gonna just hate right so that that presence thing for them is like a negative thing for them that i feel it's powerful for you because you make that person feel like that and that hate i feel because that's definitely something i've experienced in sports like and not even towards me as much as just in general where i've seen like a guy be good or do things well. And guys like, ah, oh, he's not that good. Or this or that and the third. And I used to just think to myself, like, you didn't really have to say anything to that matter. You could have just had, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, people would be bringing down other people to make themselves feel better about their position. And at the time, I didn't know what it was, per se. I had to, like, think about it. But now that I'm older, I'm like, wow. Like, I, like, subconsciously would like, yeah, these dudes is hating on this guy. For really no reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, people were really just... See someone better than them, and instead of just saying, like, well, that's not my problem, just say, like, ah, oh, he's not that good, or, ah, he's not that great, or he didn't do nothing, you know what I'm saying? And it'll yeah. be it'll be literally players that are, like, drafted, you know what I'm saying? Like, I remember somebody got drafted, and, like, like, oh, he's not that good, and it's like, all right, like, maybe he's not really good at one thing, but it's like, he's also good at other things, you know? Yeah. Like, it feels a little bit like hate, 
You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. like you can say like, oh, he's not great at this, but you know, he does other things well. Agreed. We all been around it. Well, a lot of athletes been around it. Um, but yeah, like I said, that whole presence thing for them is a negative. Makes them less powerful, quote unquote. Um, but for you, without even knowing it, you have all the power in the world. Because not only are you taking them out of, you know, whatever character they have by subconsciously telling them that you're better. Whereas the whole time you just wishing they would accompany you on this fucking, like, ride to success. Right? <laughs> or maybe ride not. Maybe success. Maybe you just Maybe you just wish them well the whole time and they just like, yeah, fuck that dude. Yeah. He talks too much. Like, whatever the case may be. And, like, all of a sudden you're absent. Right, and that does nothing for you because you were gonna do what you gotta do anyway, right? But it turns them into all right, like I see them from afar, and I want that now, right? Yeah. Maybe he's just not talking about it now, right? Because I've definitely seen that. I've definitely heard conversations, or heard people in groups, or heard about people uh, have this problem who are you know different circles than me, like split because of that problem. And then we'll like revisit at a later time and just talk about shit. And like, it'll be, I'll be like, oh, like, how's so and so doing? They're doing great. They got this, this, and that going. They cool. We just don't speak no more. You know? And like, I recently had that conversation and it was more like, it was like on some, listen, we were friends for a while, best friends for a while. We confided in everything, we were each other's stronghold and everything. And all of a sudden, life happened we went two separate ways but we're both doing great like that's all i hear on that side for that person and i'm talking to you right now and obviously you know me i'm doing great bro that shit sucks you know that shit sucks so like i think the i think they're both uh equally as powerful in different situations that shit sucks Can't not being friends with somebody know. anymore and Wishing? Is that your I don't Sorry. Don't that was weird. That was weird. <laughs> City touched my toes. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, what you were saying about, like, because that's why I lean towards absence, because it's like, you know, I have people that I grew up with or that, you know, I basically was raised with, you know, that I just love forever. What the forever. fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and I just really feel like, you know, when you just, sometimes you just grow away from people for one reason or another, and it's it's like... It's hard because it's just like someone you have so much love for and you used to just have a totally different relationship. And now you have to realize that not only is that relationship different, but it'll probably never go back to what it used to be like. And that's, it's sad, man. I had to like really come to terms with that recently, you know? And I remember like I've started like jotting down my dreams again because I just feel like my dreams have been fucking crazy lately. Like, and they've been bothering me. So, like, I've been, like, jotting them down. I'm also reading a book about dreams, a book called Man and His Symbols by Carl Jung, which basically says that your subconscious is telling you what's either bothering you or what you want to do through your dreams. And that you, what you need to do to become whole as a person is to tap into that subconscious by when you dream, remember it, write it down, and then from there, decipher it. Or at least reflect on it a little bit. And yeah. it's made me feel demonstrably better. Like, the last couple of nights, like, I've woken up, like, at, like, 3 or 4 or, like, at 5, had a dream. And, like, I'll be half asleep, like, typing on my phone in the notes section. And sometimes it's all misspells. Nice. Just, like, what happened? And I'll just put it in bullet points and then I'll just go back to sleep. And then I'll wake up and read it later. And I'm like, holy shit, what the hell happened here? Yeah. <laughs> but then I think about it and I'm like, That's kind of oh. sick. Yeah. And then, but then I look at it and I'm like, oh, man, like... This is what subconsciously I'm thinking about. And it's like shit I was sad about but didn't dwell on during the day. And it made me feel better because I was like, oh, wow. Like, I didn't, I sub, I consciously did not think about this. Yeah. You, but my subconscious didn't get rid of it. Like, you know, when Mike Tyson saying, was like, you know, your subconscious doesn't know you're kidding when you call yourself names. Yeah. Or like, yeah. You beat up on yourself. So yeah. he was like, you got to do five positive thoughts. Same thing. Like, you might consciously stuff it away. And I'm, I'm someone that's really good at that where I can consciously just ignore something or get rid of it but subconsciously it's just eating you up you know what i'm saying so yeah. you know i realized that it's just like man like when you lose someone or don't lose them but you just realize you're never probably gonna get that relationship you have with someone back from when you were younger it's just like damn yeah like, on some shit shit fucking sucks yeah you know what i'm saying there's nothing you, and it's, it could be yo y'all are still friends y'all still have mad love for each other it's just never gonna get back to that for 
one reason or another. And yep. sometimes it's just life doing that. And it's just like, damn, gee, yep. like, this is how things are now, for better or worse. There's really nothing you can do about it. You just really have to just sit there and just be like, this sucks. I don't like it. Now we move on. I was going to say, now it's time to go to work. So, I, so yeah, I lean towards absence. I think absence is huge. Right? Because presence, sometimes presence gets taken for granted. You know? It's like, oh, I forgot what it what it was it's a meme that's always like sometimes you got to stop showing up or some shit like that and it's like yo like on the real like you people won't know how much they need you until you stop doing everything for them you know what i'm saying or like when you stop coming through for people you know what i mean like for real like you people really won't realize you'll do shit for people you'll be their lightning rod you'll be their confidant you'll help them out you'll pick things up and people won't, will take you for granted. Then you disappear and they're like, oh shit, like, we need this guy or we need her. You know, she's really, like, they we need them. You know what I'm saying? But they didn't realize until you were gone. It did not look good, Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say I lean towards the absence too, only because the presence thing, uh, I'm, I'm a very, very big believer in, uh, like, overstaying welcomes. Yes. Right. Like I'll 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 leave or so early to the point where somebody asking me like where are you going? I'll like leave you early just got here. Yeah. Ex- exactly. Exactly. Right. So I'm just like, at that point, if somebody is like, I'd rather have somebody like vie for my presence, right? Off rip, and we'll yeah. take it from there, right? But if I overstay my welcome, right? One. Now I've taken it to the point where you've had more you've had more of me than you than you asked for. Right? Yeah. And then a day and age where personal time means so much to everybody, like that's an issue. Right? Cuz I can I can I can side with that issue. If I have too much of somebody, I know for a fact that I'm one going to get angry and two like not want to be around them for a little bit. Yo, and I feel like that too. So sometimes, like, I just try to talk less to people. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I talk to you like every fucking day. So I'm like, some days, like, I'm gonna just try not to say anything to this nigga just because I'm, I'm gonna, I see him like all the fucking time. I was gonna you know say, what I'm saying? Like, you know what it is though? It's different though because we, 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 uh, we, th- we think very alike. So a lot of the thoughts, and we also have a lot of common interests. And the, with our common interests, shit happens every single day. Some new shit happens every single day. Yeah, but when I say talk, I mean, like, just be, like, on the phone or, like, texting all the time. You know, like, we'll send each other, like, memes and shit yeah, dumb shit or whatever. Like, I send that, you know what I'm saying? Most of my homies, like, we send each other dumb shit all the time. But it's different than, like, getting on the phone or, like, having a text conversation or some shit. It's different, you know? Like, to me, I feel like sending memes to, like, the homies and shit, that's just, like, some... That's just some. That's just you know. That's just how like I guess like a a, a dap. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. That's you know a light way. That's a light way to say like, oh, you my man's. I was thinking about you because I know what you, I know you'd find this funny. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I I get that hundred percent. But like, for others, you know, like we're in on a couple endeavors together, right? So that's noted, right? Like I'm, I'm okay with that. We went to college together. Like we were literally around each other at all times, right? If there was something. That was like very, very like uh, uh, what do you call it? Like blatant, yeah. Where we needed time apart, like okay, cool. But like, I think we're both mature enough to understand that. All right, there's time needed for separate things for them. True. You know, I think we understand that very well. That's why this, that's why the whole presence thing is not really an issue because we understand that there has to be an absence part of that too. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. But like, like I was saying with the whole absence thing, like. I'd rather the absence only because with the absence, you gain clarity, right? If somebody, not detrimental, but if somebody that's in your life that isn't really uh, like moving the way you're moving in your life at that point in time, right? Their presence is only going to disrupt you. And whether that disruption means you get sad, mad, whatever the case may be, it's disruption, right? So the absence creates place for you to input peace to input 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 what you need right in that place right maybe it's maybe it's a new person in your life right or maybe it's just you you input you in that spot instead of that person right so i think the 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 absence part is more is more uh 
uh, it's more of what I lean to, right? And don't get me wrong, like if somebody says like I want you to stay, yeah, like I'm not yeah, gonna yeah. be like fuck you, you no, need 100%. absence, you know? Like I'm just thinking about, I just like to, I, like like we said, I just like to think about how people's presence and absences in my life have played a role. You know what I'm saying? So just like when, and we've said this before, when they've done studies and it's like kids with one parent versus two parents, like that absence is heavy. Like kids yeah. really feel that. Yeah, that's I think is a different thing though. That's like how because it's presence and absence. Yeah, but in ter- I was speaking more in terms of like uh uh like people being the same age. No, nah, and presence well, absence. No, nah, it's just general presence and absence. Oh well, that I was specifying it. Stay- I mean, man, if you- I've lost three out of my four grandparents, man. Like they're, I definitely feel their absence. You know what I'm saying? Like those yeah. were people that made a difference in my life. Yeah. Oh, I, okay. So I meant like, uh, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. I was talking about people that uh, you either don't have to teach how to live, or people that you didn't, you don't have to learn from how to live. Nah, man. If that I, makes sense. I, I, I think of, I think about it in general of everything. In every and just literally, I can understand presence, the, presence and absence of a pet, of a car, of a person, anything that means anything. Oh, okay. Oh, Seriously, that's big. Think about that's it. That's wide. Yeah, because it's just <laughs> no pose. <laughs> in general, just in general, like imagine if your cats weren't home when you went home to Florida. Sucks. Yeah, see what I'm saying? Like it doesn't matter. I just feel like you know. I want to fuck around with my cats when I get there. <laughs> you know. Oh, imagine if you got home one day and all Pat was like, "Yeah, I gave Tiger away to the shelter." I'd be like, what the fuck? Yo, you'd be livid. I'd be like, where's the shelter? Yeah. <laughs> yo, I know you would, yo. This is I would love that. I would. Lo- I wish there was cameras on you. Imagine. Evan's on his way to get Tiger. I'd be panicking. Yeah. <laughs> Has it, somebody taken him already? Yo, it'd be like some... I, yo, I'd fight them. Yo. I'd be like, I need that dog. It'd be like... Uh, would you seriously go and get him back on some I'm shit? I'm not even joking, bro. I feel... <laughs> I do. I did not like little small ass dogs before my aunt got this little ass dog. And now I love him. You know, I'm watching Sons of Anarchy right now. Oh, are you? Yeah, uh, great show, so far. I've um, heard. I've only heard good things about that show. Um, and one of the main characters has a you know those birds with the beaks. Not a parakeet. Is it a parakeet? I have no idea. Whatever. Bro. It's one of those birds, like the parakeets that are like our regular home pets, but they have like the big floof on top. Whatever okay. those birds are, okay. right? With the full hawk. Yes, yes, with the faux hawk. It was uh, there was a scene where she was reading her book in her bed as the bird is on a bowl, like a dog bowl, on her nightstand, like just eating food, like calmly. You thought that was so cool. Fire, (laughs) fire, dog in my bed, laying next to me, chilling out, right, biting on some dumbass toy, and I got a bird on my nightstand, quietly eating food. Okay, Doctor Doolittle. Yo. Yo, my uh, my grandmother used to have like 15 or 16 birds in her porch in Florida. And we used to go outside, lock the door to the inside and lock the door to the outside and just open the bird cage. Bro, they would all rush out, right? <laughs> Fly to one end of the porch. Yeah, You'd walk over there and they'd make it all the way back to the other end of the porch. And we'd just keep doing that for like 40 minutes. <laughs> Bro, it was awesome. Cause just, you, just harassing. Yeah, because you know these... They, they were out of the cage and they were doing that because they wanted you to play. Not because they were scared of you, right? Like, they had all these little ass kids running them out with dumb ass faces. Like, oh my God, look at these things fly, yeah, right? They were terrified. Terrified. The yes. They, yeah, I think they were kids. both. I think they were both. They were like, these kids are going to eat us. Yeah, they were like, we can't let them touch us, but like, let's just keep running away. <laughs> let's, they can't touch us. You know? If they touch us, we die. And like, my, my grandmother would hold them like bare hands, right? Like... Unable to move, and they'd just be moving their head around. You just pet them. Like, they were, they were cool. They really? knew you. Yeah, like yeah, bro. I never thought about that. Yeah, they knew you. Bro, I'm sure I'm sure your grandparents had, like, birds back in the day. No. You're, you're 100% sure about that? My grandparents were not. My grandparents in the South were, uh, my grandparents in the South, they had a dog, a cat. Like, they were, they were outdoors people. Birds are outdoor animals? No. They did not have birds. Okay. They had a dog that was tough as shit. Toughest dog I've ever been around, honestly. What does that mean? It's just tough. Like he's just. What did he, he run into old. walls and just bounce they, back? They used they used to hunt with him. Then they just like left him outside, and he would just he was gimpy at that point. He was old, and he just kept on trucking, ran the shit. Um, I figured your grandparents in the south would have a bird, but uh, anyway. No, they weren't that far down. They were in Virginia. <laughs> yeah, not uh, not not having a pet. 
when I get older. Only because that uh, you got you got things that'll love you no matter what, you know. Like I hate to say it, but you have a dog that like even if you don't feed it, lock it up in a cage, never give it any love, it enti- its entire time with you will come up to you if you give it the chance and love the fuck out of you. A bird? A dog. Oh. Mm, I don't know if I'd say that. Right? Oh. They, oh, they, it definitely comes to a point where they're like, all right, I'm scared of this guy. Right? But, like, initially it'll be like, I fucking love you, dog. <laughs> like, type of shit, like, let them, like, you're trying to just let them go outside. You take the leash off. They don't go anywhere and just stare at you. I, I, think, you know, I think dogs are the. You can't you, don't don't use tiger as that precedent because that not, motherfucker would just run. Tiger's a hoe. <laughs> that motherfucker would just no, run. I, I think, seen him cut a corner better than NF than any NFL running back. Okay. But on on that note, uh, Tanko MTO. Tanko MTO, you know what it is, man. Um, drink water. Show's over, man. Bye. Don't be racist, and be kind. <laughs> Reaching for it. <laughs>